0: This is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33, Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, (laughs) I, I read this scripture all the time. In church and on my own. But <clears throat> if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. You've heard me say this before that uh, Moses chooses presence over progress, presence over promotion, presence over advancement, presence over opportunity. <laughs> How many of you know that you can take an opportunity? You can take a promotion. You can take a uh, an advancement but if it's without the Lord, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I've done it. Have you ever done it? Yeah. Yeah, you feel, you feel naked without the Lord. You feel stripped without the Lord. You feel uh, uh, vulnerable without the Lord. Unless your presence goes with us. Don't lead us up from here. He says, for how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me? Say that with me. What else will distinguish me? Let me ask you. How about... Ask yourself that question. What else distinguishes you? Someone said, the presence of the Lord distinguishes us? Well, according to Moses, it did. In other words, when people know us, there's something about us that reminds them or there's something about the presence of the Lord on us that sets you apart. He says, well, what else is going to distinguish me but your presence? Kind of like the disciples that said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Right? Like, what? <laughs> what? I've already reached the top. Where am I going to go from here? What else shall distinguish me from, and all your people and, and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? We are vulnerable without the presence of God. Church, if there's one thing I want you to get this morning, it's we are vulnerable without the presence of God. I don't care how, how much you feel like life is set up. Without the presence of God... We're in a bad place. Our world is so aware of the presence of spirits, the presence of evil spirits, the presence of witches. People call them good witches and bad witches, spirits that help. There's um, musicians, there's writers, there's artists, there's movie makers, there's money makers. There's people that will come and say, how did you do it? And they say, I don't know, but someone was helping me. And they're talking about an evil spirit. Some have called soul, soul their souls yes, sir. and said, I'll, I'll help you if you'll listen to me. See, our world, when you talk about the presence of the spirit, that's not foreign to our world. Amen. But the, the one true living spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit that we need. Somebody say, say amen. Amen. We're we're vulnerable without the presence of the Lord. We're desperate for the presence of God. I know that I asked the Lord for a specific word when I was praying about the church back a few years ago before we got started. I didn't know the name of the church. I didn't know the location of the church, but the Lord um, put on my heart this. He said, I want you to deliver people and bring them into the presence presence deliver people and bring them into my presence it reminded me of uh, Exodus chapter 8 verse 1 that says um, God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and say let my people go that they may worship me see I think if we were to sum up what it is that really is our mission really is what we're after it's to get people free and get them over serving God That's really what it boils down to. You know, our mission, we see it up here, is encounter God, His freedom, your destiny. But encounter God. You know, I've asked the Lord that a bunch. Why is it important to encounter God? Why is it important to encounter God? Again, because without an encounter with God, we're on our own. It, it, it's not an encounter with a church. It's not, I mean, it's not an encounter with, a, with an organization or with good people. It's good to be around good people. But if you don't have God, then you, we're, we're missing something. Amen? Our culture, you know, you've seen on this banner outside, you've probably seen it says our culture, and it's actually the points that I've been teaching on is our culture is a culture of love. We love God and people. Our culture is a culture of humility. Our culture is a culture of joy. But on that is our culture is a culture of presence that we stay aware of the presence of God. Why? Because I think sometimes churches, organizations, people can get so aware of people. How how do you feel? Are you doing good? How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? That we're so aware of people that we lose focus of the most important person, and that's the Lord. That we need to stay aware of the presence of God. One of the biggest ways that you know you're in the presence of God is there's peace. God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. Do you, you sense the peace of God in here right now as we just worship the Lord? Another uh, Way that you know you're in the presence of God is rest. There's something on the inside that you find rest in your souls. You find rest and comfort in the presence of God, not turmoil. Amen. Resting in the Lord. The presence of God is, produces life change, not just some Holy Ghost goosebump or some warm fuzzy feeling. I like feelings, by the way. I mean, it's not that I don't get in worship and sometimes I feel God and I get goosebumps and I get. But you know, that's not what the that's not the lord said i didn't come the the holy spirit comes on you and that's what you get is some feeling no if when the lord when the presence of god comes it god encounters produce life change god encounters produce life change i'm going to give you three quick points one is this god's presence is our distinction why is presence so important God's presence is our distinction. You've heard me say it many times if you've been around here. It is our distinction. In verse uh, 16 of chapter 33, Moses said, how will anyone know? What will distinguish us from every other people out there if we don't have your presence? It's kind of like if you were to walk up to somebody out on the street and you were to say, you're under arrest. And they say, by whose power? and you're like uh forget it (laughs) but if you were to pull out a badge and you were to say stop in the name of the law you're under arrest I'm I represent a higher power right and that higher power makes you you go oh I thought you were just I didn't realize you were an undercover police officer I didn't realize you were an official of the state or of the government right you have a whole something backing you up and what what Moses is saying if we don't have God backing us up then we're just people we're just people right we need God we need the presence of God Moses earlier 30 chapters earlier actually when he was called Moses earlier in uh, Exodus 3 when God said I want you to go tell Pharaoh let my people go Moses came and he said this to God he says these words in Exodus three eleven. look at this it says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I'll be with you. I want you to notice, when God asks you to do something, probably that's the question we all have. Well, who am I? I'm nobody. You ever asked that question? I'm nobody. Who am I? And here was God's response. I'm with you. See, because if if we are who we are without him with us, then we are just who we are. We're lacking higher power. As a church, if we try to operate organizationally, even organically, without the presence of God, then we're just another organization. Like you've heard me say before, if God isn't on and in our church, <laughs> I'll be the first one to go somewhere else. Because we need the presence of God. Amen? Amen? We need the presence of God. His presence is our distinction. He said, who am I? And he said, I will be with you. And then he said, God said, and this will be a sign to you in verse 12. This will be a sign to you. Notice that it is I who have sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, notice, you'll worship me on this mountain. What is he gonna say? He's saying, you wanna, you wanna show people a sign that it's me who's saying it? Go free people, bring them back to this mountain, start to worship me, and I'm gonna show up. Hallelujah. What is he saying? My presence will validate you. Yeah. Okay. Hallelujah. I think when you start realizing that the presence of God is what is what validates you as a believer, is God's presence is on you. That people are saying something's different about you. What is it? Something's distinct about you. And you and the first thing that comes to mind isn't I'm good looking or or I'm sharp or I got it all together. No, but the first thing that comes is you just say it's God. Come on. Somebody, it's God. It really is. It's the Lord. Abraham. Remember God came to Abraham In Genesis chapter 12, and the Lord said to Abram, go get out from your country, from your people, and from your father's house to a land, and I want you to notice he says here, to a land I will show you and I will make you. Notice he says, I will make you. Let me ask you, who makes you? Who makes you you? Is it is it your right decisions? <laughs> the only right decision is the decision to serve the Lord. Absolutely. Notice he says, <laughs> I will make you, I will show you, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. What is God saying? He's saying, huh. <laughs> Abram here's what I want you to do you just go well, well how, how does that all work oh I'm gonna call you I'm gonna show you I'm gonna make you I'm gonna b- make others follow you i um, the ones who don't I'm gonna curse them I'm gonna see it was almost like you do your part and I'm gonna be a, well what if Abram would have went and God didn't follow through with those things Abram would have been jacked up He would have been in a vulnerable place. See, we're, we're not vulnerable stepping out in faith. We're vulnerable stepping out in faith without the presence of God. We're, we're vulnerable stepping out in what God is saying without him being on it. That's why it's so important for us to stop at every juncture and say what he said in Exodus 33, unless your presence follows me through this next one let's not go through this day let's just stay here alone why because we need the lord and then in genesis 15 god told abram don't be afraid because i'm your shield and i'm your exceedingly great reward what does god say i'm not even going to send anyone else i'm your shield i'm your reward i'm going to make you i'm going to help you see god's presence is our distinction number two god's presence is our direction is our direction it's not how you start a journey, it's where you end up. I don't know if there's people who feel like, well, I've done good for the first many years of my life and I've done this and I've done that and so now I'm just gonna live life on my own. No, listen, life is a journey. Where is your path today? Where is your path this week? Are you in the will of the Lord and are you in the will of the kingdom of God Today? God's presence is our direction. He says in uh, Exodus 13, and the Lord went before them. He was talking about the children of Israel who he brought them out. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go day and night. I want you to notice the Lord went before them. I, I mentioned it a week or two ago. What if the Lord didn't go before him? Have you ever gone before the Lord? And what do you feel? Vulnerable. Why? Because you're trying to lead God instead of letting God lead you. Here's how you know you're leading God. You already have the direction and now your prayers are trying to convince God that your path is the right path and you're asking him to bless your path. See, if we would just find God's path, it's already blessed the path of the Lord's already blessed. The path of the Lord's gonna work. That's why the most important thing is not to convince God to bless our ways, but to find God's ways and know they're already blessed. Yes. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not what? I shall not want, I shall not lack. The Lord's presence is our direction, yes. is our direction. Do you know God's? God encounters will also redirect your life? Have you ever had one? God encounters will also redirect your life I know that I told you I had one in 2017 Tiffany and I did in January when we were praying about the direction of our church the rock and all of a sudden something inside I I didn't sense the presence of the Lord on my prayer it wasn't that he wasn't blessing the the church the rock he still is it's an awesome awesome church that's where we came from but I knew that the Lord, His presence, by allowing His presence to come in, something that was like a crossroads, it was like railroad tracks that you come up on and they go two different directions. See, the the presence of the Lord divides you. The presence of the Lord makes you to where you actually change directions. It's like Moses, uh, It's like Abraham, Abram, when he found when he, when he was walking, he was watching his father-in-law's Jethro's sheep. He was a sheep herder and he's walking through the wilderness like come over here come over here and all of a sudden he looks at this burning bush and saw this burning bush the burning bush starts talking to him it was a God encounter the bush said or God said take off your shoes you're on holy ground and he did him and he changed the whole course of his life where many people don't even know that Moses was a sheep herder why because when you encounter the presence of God everything changes your occupation changes. Your purpose changes. Your reason for life changes. You're not satisfied with what you're doing anymore. Amen. You're only satisfied with what he's put in there. Hallelujah. That's what happened to, to, to Abraham. Remember um, remember uh, Gabriel was sent to Mary. Mary is over in Nazareth, <laughs> and Mary, this virgin. She's dating this guy Joseph, she had her eyes on him his. and Gabriel shows up one day, and what happened? Gabriel shows up and says, "You're about to have give birth to the Son of God she's like, "All right, see God encounters just change her friends her 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 scope it changes things, remember. Paul the apostle, his name was formerly Saul. And Saul was the persecutor of the church. He would go lock up believers and he would trip them up and, 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 and take them. And he's on his way to Damascus one day. And what happened? Light, a God encounter happened. See, we're talking about the most important thing in a person's life is an encounter with God. A God encounter happened. And what happened? All of a sudden, this light knocked him down, right? And he looks and he says, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus and you're kicking against me and you're not going to do that anymore. And what happened? He didn't only change his course, he changed his name from Saul to Paul and now he's not the persecutor of the church. Now he's the one who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament on behalf of the Lord. Why? Because of a God encounter. Jesus is with his disciples. Well, actually before his disciples, Jesus is walking along. He sees Matthew in the tax office and he looks at him and says, Matthew, follow me. What did he do? He just had a God encounter. What did he do? We don't know Matthew as the the tax collector anymore. We know him as a disciple, as an apostle of Christ. Walks over to some fishermen, right? He says, hey, follow me. We don't know them as fishermen anymore. We know them as apostles, disciples. Why? God encounters. Then he's sitting with his disciples later on, Three years later or so, two and a half years later or so, and he says, hey, who, what do people say about me? Oh, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah. And he goes, but what do you say about me? You've been around me. What do you say about me? Peter says, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah, the one we've all been waiting for, the son of the living God. And what did he say? He didn't say, who taught you that? Did you learn that in the synagogue? What did he say? Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Why? God encounters and Peter, Peter became the head of the church. Peter was the one who stood up with the, with the other 11 and preached and 3,000 were added to the church in a day. Why? God encounter. And he said, flesh and blood does not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I say to you, you're Peter. And on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Well, why did he give him all those things? Why did he say he would do that for the church? Because he had a God encounter. See, God encounters is what makes all the difference in the world. The presence of God is what will change the course of your direction. God encounters always stops you in your tracks. Without the presence of God leading us, you'll become lost. Without the the tangible, the, the presence of God on a regular basis being in your life, you will lose your way you'll take detours. God's presence is our distinction. God's presence is our direction. And then last of all, God's presence is is our protection. I talked about us being in a vulnerable place. There's people who can't sleep at night because of all the stuff that's going on. And they don't know if someone's going to break into their house. They don't know if someone's going to cut them off. They don't know if someone's going to do something to their family. And they become very vulnerable. But I remember in Psalm 91, it says this, and I want you to read this with me, Psalm 91.1. It said, he who dwells. Again, the word dwells is not to visit. Hey, did you come by for a visit? No, 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 I'll stay. Stay a while, sit down. Dwells is actually to sit down. He who dwells, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High. What is that presence of God? We could say he who lives in the presence of God will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Or we could say those who live in the presence of God will abide under the the, the protection of God. The shadow of the Almighty. Listen, I will say, say it with me, I will say of the Lord, say it, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Say it again. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. You know, nowadays we become so vulnerable with something as simple as not having our cell phones on us. You know what I mean? You ever get out there, you get out somewhere and you're shopping or you get out there in a place maybe you don't know and you're like, oh, I forgot my cell phone, oh no, what am I going to do? And you're thinking, what did you do like 25 years ago when you didn't even have a cell phone? Oh no, I can't live. Why can't you live? Because I'm vulnerable. See, we get to the place, you tripping, that's right. We get to the place to where, listen, we become more dependent on a cell phone than we are the presence of God. Amen. Do you remember Samson? That he had the presence of God come on him to where he was able to kill a thousand, the jawbone of a donkey. He was able to push those pillars. But do you remember that time where, where the Bible says that he stood up after he got his hair cut and, you know, the, 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 the the whole thing happened to him, and he lost his strength. And he said, and he got up and suppose he he expected that that day was like every other day, and he did not know that the presence had departed from him. How many times do we step out into situations, realizing that well, it worked here, it worked there, it worked there, 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 worked there. and then we just assume that God's on it, and we realize why didn't it work today? Just like Samson, because we woke up and thought that it was going to be a day like every other day, but we weren't hungry for the presence of God. And what happened with Samson? His whole life got destroyed. We're more vulnerable for the presence of God than we know we are. God's presence is our protection. Psalm 91.9 says, listen, we always want to quote the, the scripture. He gives his angels charge over me to keep me in all of ways. No, that's not true. That's an if-then statement. If you look at verse 9, it says, Because you have made the Lord even the Most High your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling, for He gives His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Listen, that promise is not for everybody. Yes. That's correct. Well, the Bible says He gives His angels charge. No, it doesn't. It says because... You've made the Lord your dwelling place. Why? Because he who dwells in the secret place will abide under the shadow. If you're not dwelling in the secret place, then you're not under the shadow. Then you're under your own shadow. And how is that working out? Right? When I say you, I'm talking about us. We're vulnerable for the presence of God. Notice, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your habitation, no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling, for He gives His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalm 27. He says, "The Lord is my light." Say it with me: "The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" Say it: "Whom shall I fear?" If when you're afraid, here's what you need to say: "The Lord is my light." Say it with me: "The Lord is my light." And my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Look in verse five, read it with me. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Why are we going to be okay when dangers happen? Because we've made the Lord our dwelling place. Because we've kept the presence of Priority. We need to keep the presence of God priority. We're more desperate than for God's presence than we know. I'm going to read one more scripture to you in Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace. God, you promised peace. No, he didn't. It's an if-then statement. It's not peace no matter what. It's whose mind is stayed upon me. Because why? So where does it start? Trust. And then where does it go? Mind. And then where does it go? Peace. Notice where the statement, just read it backwards. Starts with what? What? Listen, do you trust in the presence of God? If you do, you could say, like the apostle Paul, if God be for me, who can be against me? Why? Because he trusted in the presence of God. He trusted that God would never leave him or forsake him. So because you trust in me, what does it say? Your mind, leave that scripture. Yeah, thank you. Because he trusts in me, look at the middle part. Your mind will be stayed on him. And because your mind is stayed on Him, then what'll happen? Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Come on, let's open our hearts, open our hands. Right now, right where you are, would you open up your heart, you and God, and say, God, I trust in you. God, my situation, I trust in you. God, <laughs> I need your presence. Would you begin to tell Him on your own right now, God, I need your presence.
1: God, I give my
0: life to you. Come on, young, old. All over this room today, online today. Say, God, I need you today. I need your presence. I need your spirit. Say, God, your spirit is my distinction. It's what sets me apart. Your spirit is my direction. Your spirit is my protection. Your spirit is what I hunger for and long for. Without the presence of God, I'm in a bad place.